Tamika. It's your boy, E-Rock Nim. Of Marriage Takeover. Listen, we keep it real. We keep it raw. We keep it uncut. All day. <laughs> we are Marriage, marriage takeover. takeover. We help couples win in their marriage by identifying their triggers and breaking generational cycles. Boom! <laughs> so, welcome, welcome, welcome um, into the new year. We are so excited to have you all here. Yes, we are. Listen, y'all, we have a phenomenal guest on stage with you uh, for us phenomenal. On, on today. And what I love about her story is it's interesting. It's something that you might might not have heard before you might not have considered before but i love what she brings to to um the wives and i love the support oh, yeah. that she used to bring into families come on and so we're excited about it so we, we are, are excited go and start we're off excited. with prayer i'm so excited and, and i just, just can't hide it, it. <laughs> Hey, really? I'm about to lose control, and I think I like it. Yo, you hear please me? Please don't let him lose no control. <laughs> Let's pray. We're going to go ahead and get started about this show. Let's pray. Father, heaven, Lord God, we bless you, God. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your merited favor, God. We thank you for what you're doing this time, this hour, this moment. God, I pray, oh God, that you continue, God, to be in the midst of us now in the name of Jesus. Father, when you said in your word, but there's two or three gathered together in your name, there you are. And so, Father, we thank you right now, God, for being in the midst of us on today. Yes, God, I pray now in the name of Jesus, oh God, that your divine will be done, oh God. That let the words that be said, oh God, begin to encourage, inspire, motivate, oh God. In the name of Jesus, God, continue to even let that one know that they are not alone. Yes. And so, Father, we thank you right now. God, continue to break yokes. <laughs> Come on here, Jesus. God, continue to break yokes now in the name of Jesus. God, where they think where they first thought that there was no help. But yet, God, in this, you're showing them that there is help. Yes, and so, Lord. Father, we thank you for what you're doing. So, God, we ask that you continue to have your way. And, Father, we bless you, God. We honor you, Father. We say this prayer, your daughter, son, Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Come amen. on now. Amen. I, I think we about, to get, <laughs> we about to get going already. You about to get going Jesus, already. Jesus, <laughs> my God. Listen, we want to I'm free already. have I'm, an opportunity. Yes, <laughs> opportunity. Y'all know how you rock them do. He he is in a zone, and y'all know when he gets in that zone. Listen, <laughs> it's a hey. We listen. Let's go, babe. Let's 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 break out the guests. Let's get at it listen, now. We are so excited to be able to bring to you all the phenomenal Danielle Steele, who Come is on. the founder, founder. Of for the lives of prison wives. Come on now. So we are super excited to introduce her to uh, you all, so that she can share her amazing story, her amazing platform. We want to welcome you. So go ahead, welcome Danielle. We Woo! are so excited to have you. Woo! You are welcome. Thank so, you. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. You are so welcome. So go ahead and um, share with our audience um, kind of who you are, um, how you founded and the found uh, you founded for the lives of prison wise, how that came about for you. Oh, please tell us. Okay. So again, my name is Danielle Steele Williams, the coach D. I am founder of For the Lives of Prison Wives. Our mission is to build and maintain relationships through the bars in an effort to reduce recidivism. Mm. So you may be wondering how in the world did I become a prison marriage coach or like, why? Who really needs a prison marriage coach? Well, um, that started, I'll just take you down my journey. Um, let's say, you remember the Golden Girls, Sophia? Yeah. Uh-huh. Ah, uh, picture this, Sicily. <laughs> so, picture this. <laughs> right. <laughs> picture this. 
Montgomery, Alabama, 2005, I get a phone call from my fiance. Mm. Um, and at that time, I, I specifically remember Alicia Keys and Usher song, My Boo, was on my cell phone. However, jail calls couldn't come to cell phones back then. So it came to my cordless mm. phone. And when I saw Montgomery County Jail, my heart dropped. It's at that moment that I knew instantly it's over. <laughs> Here I am at home, pregnant with my two and a half year daughter, pregnant with my son. I have a two and a half year old, year old daughter. And um, I answered the phone call and I heard that you have a collect call from. So I'm like, oh my God. And I knew it was over in my head because prior to this call, uh, a few months or maybe a year, I can't recall the exact time limit. Mm -hmm. um, I was in court with my husband when the judge told him, if you make one more mistake or choice, I'm not going to say mistake, choice, um, that's a 10-year sentence automatically. Mm. So mm -hmm. I knew then. However, <laughs> you know, if you locked up, what are you trying to do? Your goal is to do what? Get out. Mm. Right. So <laughs> he was in denial. You know, so his thing was, I don't want to hear that right now. Call the attorney, um, see what you can do. And we went from there. So we called the attorneys. We did what we could. That went on for two years mm. um, until he was sentenced. During those two years, I had my son. Um, I visited him in the county jail. So the most we could do was see each other through the partition. We would have special visits because I would have to travel. So... Um, we, I think the longest visit we could have had was two hours. But it was during those visits that I realized, you know what, we don't even know how to communicate. Mm. Um, mm. And I'm just going to backtrack here. Before we even got to this point, it, it's no other way to put it than we were toxic, okay? Mm. <laughs> so our toxic relationships led us <laughs> to counseling. Wow. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in coincidences. Come on. My counselor that I searched for ended up being from our college. I wanted somebody that was in our culture, you know. So I, I, it was a black woman in Atlanta, and we had gone to her prior to him being arrested. So mm. he, we had started applying some of the things that we learned already. And so now I'm here like, okay, what, God? Two years of, of this back and forth, and we finally get a court date. Well... We go to court, um, he's sentenced, and the judge says he has 270 months. Where in my head, the math ain't math quick enough. <laughs> right. All I'm hearing is months. So, oh, months, okay, yeah. But that 270 was not registering. That's 22 and a half years. Right, wow. You know, mm. um, I'm sitting there with my parents who accompanied us, my father-in-law who's now deceased who was there and another friend of his who's now deceased and, and another friend and he did not have time it was no go home and report back he was labeled a flight risk and so they took him on right then mm. oh wow wow so here i was okay what now you know a lot of people would have just it's been real it's been nice thank you bye <laughs> you know mm. um the average female. But like I said, I don't believe in coincidences. I had been speaking with who I call my Miss Claire. If y'all have watched The War Room, yes. this was like my Miss Claire. I would call her and she would guide me along. And um, she just told me to pray on it. 
Mm-hmm. And I prayed about it. My husband called and he eventually just got to the point where he just said, you know what? I can't hold your life up. It's up to you. Do what you want to do. I understand wow. all your feelings, wow. you know, and um, I prayed about it and I got my answer. And I said, you know what? I'm going to wait because I'm not going to believe that you're going to do the 22 and a half. Hmm. Well, y'all, this is fair time. <laughs> oh. So when they say fair, that's you yeah. doing that. Yeah, that's day to day, okay? Yeah. So um, that's where we were. Wow. Um, I made the decision. I stayed. And from there, I ended up having to start my life over. Hmm. Um, I became a teacher. And... That that was that at that point that helped me a lot because it was kind of an escape. And the thing is, it was an escape, but at the same time, I taught a lot of at-risk kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting here thinking about them, and uh, that became overbearing for me because it's like now I'm actually seeing the school to prison pipeline. All this is in my head. Wow, they wow. don't know it, but these are the things that's going. On. Right, wow. right. So it's so much that I've learned. Mm-hmm. You know, along the way, and um, I just want to say, one out of two people are impacted by incarceration at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, every year of a prison term, a couple is thirty-two percent more likely to divorce. So, if you're not familiar with the term recidivism, that's the likelihood of an incarcerated loved one returning to prison. So that's where, um, that's why I jumped in and supported prison wives. And I eventually learned that we don't know how to be in a relationship. We think mm. we know, mm-hmm. but we don't. And, um, I learned that from me and my husband's relationship. Like I said, we had to learn to communicate. And that's, that's where the turn took place. And for us females, a lot of times, <laughs> ladies, 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 we are so busy loving the hell out of them that we don't love the hell out of ourselves. Mm. Right, right. Good. Respond and not react. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's self-work. That's self-work. I love it. Now, let me ask this question, because along the journey of your story, and thank you so much for sharing that, because I don't think a lot of people realize that or understand that. I'll, I'll share with you, um, when you said one out of two people are affected, when Eric went to jail. Because yeah, he... I got locked up, y'all. <laughs> I got locked up. So Eric went to jail because he was speeding. And so, like, to give a light of, you know, and, and we were, I would say, naive to, at least I was no, naive. I, I, I was naive to. I the... was naive. I just, I just seen the path. Uh, my well, life I, just never thought I would be walking it. But but I, yeah, I was naive to the fact that I thought that, that I never thought that I'd ever encounter my spouse, my children, my anything being in that you know in the line of going to jail or going to prison for something that they've done. Right? I've seen you know we we've experienced you know being um, racially profiled and. You know, different things like that since we've been inside of the D.C. metropolitan area. But growing up and being kind of, you know, when you you grow up and you feel like you you got yourself together, 
<laughs> you don't think about that. And Eric had no track record. Like he had no criminal history, no nothing. He loves to ride motorcycles. And he got caught in a state, in a county that um, wanted to prove a point. Yeah, they ain't play that. They he ain't... was going significantly high over the speed limit. A whole nother speed limit. <laughs> significantly. So I'll say that he was, number one, he was breaking the law. Yeah, I was so breaking the law. He I mean... was significantly going over the speed limit. However, he was not, he had no criminal history, had a clean. I mean, squeaky clean background. No, we had a retired uh, Alaska State Trooper come and speak on his behalf. And, you know, that was during a time where the Alaska Troopers were like the heroes because they had that TV show out. Right. So we thought it, we were doing something. It was a good something. time. I thought it was going to get off. I <laughs> even, listen, I even thought I was going to get off because the case before mine, the lady came in. Yeah, she came the in drunk. courtroom drunk. She sure did. And she was there for a DUI. Yeah, she which sure was, did. Her and it was her third strike. Third strike. She was she had time. She was supposed yeah. to get time. She didn't get no time. He still let her keep her license to drive to and from work. I saw that. I was like, oh, and I ain't got no problems. And it was a and it was a Caucasian lady. I mean, so we gonna we, we ain't gonna talk about the skin color, but well, I'm just I saying. Think, I think it's important <laughs> to just show the the, the difference. The difference. There yeah. was a difference. Let me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Right, Absolutely. Go ahead. go ahead. Because in the courtroom, we were not ready for 270 months because the person, the couple that was sentenced before us also were Caucasian. And they were sentenced, they were making crystal meth in the house with their children. What? Oh, wow. And they got a staggered, staggered sentence. You go five years, come home. Then she goes five years, come home. So we thought, oh yeah, we got made. Stop. The oh my gosh. Stop. And conspiracy. Right. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. So, Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that is, and so when people say that there isn't a, a divide or a racial divide when it comes to criminal records, I don't think that that's always true. But in our particular space, no, we were. Um, I, listen, we've had some lawyers tell my son, yeah, that is now. Nah, I'm just saying, both, both, however you want to look at it. All I'm saying, it was on both sides of the track. They told my son. That no, the law is not in your favor. Yeah. So now we're gonna kill. It. I'm just. I don't so, want because I don't want it to go. This, you know. Right. I don't want, right. Right. But what I was. But what, but we're what saying I was saying. Is, so when he got to the point and the judge, yeah. that judge made that sentence. Yo, when he looked at mouth dropped. I'm like, like what? And it was like crazy because it was like, wait a minute. Now, so, now I'm not gonna. Like, he was significantly going over the speed limit. Uh, yeah, I he was. was on a motorcycle. Now, I'm not saying. And he was going down the hill. Right. So it would like there were things mm -hmm. that were kind of helping with the situation for him to kind of have the speed that he was having. Again, he did break the law. There was, yeah, However, there was gravity involved. He got and the a throttle. Sentence, what was your initial sentence? <laughs> well, they tried to give me so the the now understand. Mine was just a misdemeanor. I know, and I know our audience is like, "Oh my god!" Oh, Eric, you I know. What? <laughs> yes, I got street cred. No, but um, but the D D not the, the I had a defense. So the prosecutor, yeah. So we hired was an trying to, and everything the, was trying to give me 60, 60 days, and so you know, with the misdemeanor, it's half that. So okay. she was trying to give me thirty days lockup. 
But the judge, well, when the state trooper spoke on my behalf, the the judge looked at me was like, you just kind of, I just kind of saw it just by the look he gave me was like, okay. So, um, so what happened was he was like, okay, he was like, okay, I'm going to give you half of that 15 days. He said, you serve five and you get in any trouble. <laughs> Within the three years in this wonderful state, you're going to have to go back and serve by. No, he said, if I get pulled over by any uniform officer, he was even talking about a security guard. Why? Because they call them officers. So (laughs) if I get if I was to get pulled over by any uniform officer, I have to go back and serve the 10. So I appealed. In the appeal, the judge would not allow me to serve weekends. I had to serve them all in one. And it's actually coming up on the anniversary. No, it's not. You did, I'm you bypassing did. three years. Child, don't do that. No, no, don't no, no, no. That. What I'm talking about, the time that you <laughs> served, because you served it over the Martin Luther King. Yeah, Martin matter of fact, fact, I served my See? time over Martin Luther King. <laughs> you matter, sure did. matter of fact, matter of fact, no. I, uh-uh. I re- listen, no, 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 as no, no, a no. wife, I remembered it because I No, it's not, not coming up. It. it just passed. Right. It just passed. That Tuesday, Tuesday, I got released. <laughs> I remembered that because I was like, I cannot believe my husband is in jail. And I was home. Um, I'm sorry. We had my son. I'm not making light of the the situation, but we had my son and 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 our daughter. Yeah, she was an infant still. And his his best friends, they came, you know, to check on me, make sure that that I was good, make sure. But I could not. I think for like two days, like when I dropped him off for him to serve his time, I just cried all the way back home. Really, I, was, I, didn't, I cannot. I just not knowing this. She ain't really talking about in that. Jail. And um, Bro, I did not I know. know you cried all yeah, the way home. I cried. I cried all the way home because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know, like, I wanted to make sure you were safe. And then at the same time, well, will you get out? And is something going to happen to you while you're in? And so, then what are we supposed to do? So now I know. Now tell. Now what was what was your reaction? You know, after like when you got home and that thing hit you, and then and from it. What was that changing point that that said, you know what? I know I'm not the only one that's dealing with this. Right. How did you get to that place of being strong and then being strong enough to help someone else out? Yeah. Because obviously she needed your help. She needed your help. <laughs> I needed you, sis. I needed you. <laughs> but I was exactly where you were, so I get it. Um, yeah, I, I went home. Um, like I said, my daughter was three, my son was one, and we depended greatly on phone calls until we start seeing the phone bill. Mm. Ah. So now you have to do the expense of the phone bill. Then you have to put money on the books. Then it's like, okay, I gotta I relocate, so it's like I have to find a job. That's when I went to work, but yes, I did go through a stage of just, um, I was lost. Mm. Like, you like, um, I was just lost. I didn't know Mm. what to do. I had my days where I'm just crying, like, are you serious? You know, nobody dreams of being a prison wife. Right. And then sometimes even question, like, did I do the right thing? Mm. I told him, yeah, but you know. So we both had phone conversations where we both were just down. 
you know? Mm. And um, at one point he called and he shifted it first. And um, cause it was basically like, I can't get through it if I'm calling and, and I'm out here down. So we began to kind of balance each other out and um, you know, continue to keep in contact with my Miss Clara. Mm. <laughs> you know, I continue to pray. And when anybody asks me how I did it, I always tell them, God, there's no way that I could have made this without God in my life. Right. Um, one thing she taught me was to have a personal relationship. And that's when I had my personal relationship. And I learned that a lot of times we have your relationships out of order because you have things out of order. Come on. Yes. Come on so now. Come on. I did not have God first. You know, mm. we knew God, but we didn't know God. So God was first, was not first. So now the goal was to make him first. Right. And, um, yeah, so I started teaching, and teaching was stressful. I loved it. I had love hate relationship with my kids. <laughs> I love, and I don't like to say that. It sounds horrible, but hey, if you are teaching, oh, we understand. Yeah, you you should understand. Um, you know, but my situation taught me to look beneath the surface because a lot of people don't realize. And I had a shirt on that says "Loving My Inmate." scratched out and says man because these are still people mm-hmm. right. nobody's looking beneath the surface and the same classroom you know with our students in the youth today nobody's looking beneath the surface what trauma has caused these kids to act the way they act what wow. the direction they go into so um, you know as i was teaching if you have a heart like that it's hard so it's like okay <laughs> here you are teaching and then you got to go home and deal with your husband being locked up. Then I have my kids to take care of. It became a lot. And I eventually, you know, it's such a stigma that comes along with being a prison wife. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole nother I'm keeping it to myself. My family supported me and my close friends supported me. Mm-hmm. But when people at work, you know, you know um, and eventually, um, I did eventually once I got married. I married my husband seven years in. Mm-hmm. So wait, I won't see a transition hold take place. Hold on. Hold, so hold you on. weren't hold. married when he first got his sentence? No. And you stayed? No. Yeah. Wow. Hold on. Now that you wait, were, wait, you were wait, real one. Wait a minute. <laughs> you were real one. Hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. I love it. <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. I wait love minute. it. So you a real one. So no, we were just engaged. Wow. Hold on, time out, time out, time out. We were engaged. I love it. Hold on. Now I got like three questions I got to ask you. <laughs> so listen. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not. You know what I'm saying. You know, more power to my brother. I pray for him. Um, you know that he continue to stay strong. But the question is, hold on. You're engaged. Yes. Why he had already done seven, he had done seven years. Yes, we were engaged when he got arrested. When, when he got arrested. So hold on. So he from the. Sentenced. So he was, he was sentenced. So hold on. About a year before. Well, about a, mm-hmm. So. You know what? I I I 
I don't need to say because my thing is I salute you, sis. That's awesome. I can I? You know, of course. Yeah. You know, we know people, right? We know people. I, I know people. You know, um, I ain't always been saved my whole life. I ain't always did the right things my whole life. But the folks I know, ah, oh, all right. I see you later. All right. So what we'll made you say? But yeah, like literally, what what she did say earlier that it was God. So how long was your fight with God? <laughs> that yeah, that got you staying. I got to hear this one. <laughs> okay, so so okay, I'll back it up. I'll repeat what I said. Okay, so remember I said we were toxic. Right. Uh, got, it. got it, got it, got it, got it. Three in college. Okay. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I say that's what we met. So we graduated, and then um, he was transitioning as we were going through counseling. Okay, 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 okay. He okay. began to transition. Yeah. And at that point, that's when he got arrested. So in talking to my um, counselor, she encouraged me to continue to pray because some of the things that I prayed about. Uh huh. I'm getting answers. Some things I haven't even shared with him yet, you know, but it's just, I have prayed on some things and then I got results. And it's like, wow. oh, so this is what's going on. Oh, this is what's going on. Wow. And it just kept going. Even to the exact date, I have dates written down. March, this date happened. March, this happened. And then March, he's arrested. So I'm like, okay, wow, this is, wow. You know, so um, we looked at that as a time for us to just kind of, he didn't know that, but nah. <laughs> you know, okay, this is God, God's way of fixing things and changing. Right. Things. Okay. Okay. Wow. So, so what made you stay was because you knew that at least you knew enough to know that God was showing you the signs to say, okay, don't move, don't go. You need to stay. See, we've, and that's the funny thing is because you remember right. um, last year, honey, in December when. Um, she was encouraging the people that letting them know that your your marriage has an assignment. Absolutely. And that's literally from hearing your testimony on how things got started. As you see, I'm halfway speechless because it's like, dang, you are <laughs> you a real one. <laughs> you a real one. Yeah. And I, I say that because or how one, one, because you've got to know who you are to believe what God has said and what he has destined over your life and over your marriage. Oh, my goodness. That, sister, I salute, brother, I salute you too. Right. I, listen, because <laughs> when, you sit, when you sit back and look at it, just when you're looking at just the, like, the divorce rate, if one minor thing is out of place, they already run it to the divorce lawyer and versus even t taking the time to pr to pray about the situation. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, mm, it's like, yeah, you know, that that is something. And I even applaud you, too, for not taking the opportunity because even no matter how toxic it starts, right? When we first yeah. got married, oh, our, it was our toxic marriage too, was toxic. Child. It was toxic, and we were married, and it was toxic. And we ain't know Jesus. So <laughs> even and then when we knew Jesus, it was still kind of toxic. We knew about like, him, we knew but him, we ain't right. know. We knew him, nah, but we, we really just, know him. That was lip service. That was lip service. <laughs> right. So so I I applaud you for taking the opportunity to be patient and wait on God and not being so quick to jump ship and to move and to leave. So, I got to ask you a question. Yeah. Who 
and I won't say who, okay. but when was that first person that came to you and was like, girl, I don't know what to do. My man just wait, got... Wait, 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 wait. I just wanted to ask this question before you segue into that. Oh, okay, before go ahead. Before you segue into that. So, before you knew that this was an assignment that God had you on for the lives of prison wives, how did you deal with the shame? Ooh, God. I got to hear this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want to hear it too. That's a good question. Um, I really, I didn't talk about it. I didn't, mm. I didn't, you know, you're just quiet. I, I remember going to work and I would avoid, you know, if there's a conversation and people are sitting there talking about their boyfriend or, or husband, you know, I just, look, I have a, I have the perfect, uh, what is it called? RBF face, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, uh, you gotta break that no, down to the no, people. No, what no. that means? You you know what that is. If, if you don't know, look it up. <laughs> it's it's that rest and leave me oh, alone face. Ah, we're gonna we're gonna right. leave. It's that rest and leave me alone face. This is we have parental guidance here. <laughs> so I mean, I can recall sitting at lunch and uh, you know with a group of ladies, and this conversation and. And when they say something, I just look and I keep keep it moving. So they knew, don't ask me nothing. Right. (laughs) If I I had a couple of people that kind of figured things out in my hometown and they would try to kind of inquire, I just politely, you know, Mm. oh, you heard, oh, okay. And kept it moving until I was comfortable enough to Mm. share it. And, and, um, and when did you get you comfortable know, once we enough? Got married, it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. After we got married is when I just finally said, okay, it is what it is. I'm tired. Okay. I talked to my family about it. Um, you know, because even though my family supported me, I still felt alone. Mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. understood the journey I was on, you know, and I couldn't talk to anybody. And this is years in. So it's like when I was teaching, I would come home immediately. And this is another, uh, you know, moment. I would come home and go to the Internet and see if I could find a group. And this is not when Facebook was Facebook was probably just beginning. So the, he was on so my space website, actually. <laughs> <laughs> She's she looking it up on my space. I can't remember the name of the website. <laughs> but her name was Danielle like mine. Wow. You know, she taught the same. She was a teacher. She taught the same grade I taught. And she was going to see her fiance. So I said, okay, God, here we go again. Identical. And um, one one day came home to that website and it was gone. So at that point, that's when I said, you know what? You've been doing this long enough. Her website is gone. Why don't you start your own? Mm. And, um, you know, start supporting women because I had been in it then about 11. So it's like, okay. Wow. You got this. And I'm still believing, like, okay, 22 and a half years. And I'm, I do have people coming to me that know now because I've outed, you know, I've shared my blog. I went live on my Facebook page. I just got the memory of that not too long ago. So mm. in 2015, I went live. Sweet. And shared, my, shared our story. Wow. And, um, we were in to advocate um, my family, 
my kids spoke at the white uh, at um the capitol mm -hmm. in, in dc mm -hmm. in support of the first step act and it's just kind of wow. gone from there wow Sweet. so i want to ask you this you got another question. I got one too, huh? No, 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 I know, baby. <laughs> we should probably take a commercial break. Oh, it's right now. <laughs> my bad. I so keep your question. I'm gonna hold my question. Hey, 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 once again, it's your it's your boy Erot and them marriage takeover. We have um Oh, my goodness. Danielle Steele-Williams with us uh for the lives of prison wives. And uh we're gonna take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Hey, it's your girl, Tamika. It's your boy, E-Rock Mill. Of Marriage Takeover. You know it. Listen, we want to invite you to our free five-day couples prayer challenge. We are going to have such a phenomenal time. Yes, we are, because guess what? In this challenge, you're going to learn why we should pray and sanctifying your spouse. And then understanding the power Ooh. of prayer. Yes. And then the, the, the power of Praying in unity yes. and what that looks like, what that represents. And strategic prayer. <laughs> <laughs> and through it all, guess what? Increase intimacy. Woo! <laughs> I'm telling you, this is an event you don't want to miss. So listen, if you've seen some of our and caught our couples prayers that we do every Monday morning, or even if you haven't, you want to check this out. So go ahead and register. It's absolutely free. Free. Enter your information and we will see you in the couples prayer challenge. And we're back. It's your boy, E-Rock Nell. Listen. Go ahead, baby. I know you want to say <laughs> and something. And your girl, Tamika. No, I was going to say, we're back. So if you're just tuning in, we have the phenomenal uh, Danielle Steele-Williams for the, the Lives of Prison Wives. Oh, my God. Who has been um, sharing her story, sharing her testimony. And it's been phenomenal. Jesus. And so um, there are some things, if you're just tuning in, um, make sure that you go back and you watch that replay. We're going to go ahead and... and uh, we're going to jump right back, back into in. this. Listen, Danielle, girl, I got to ask you this. <laughs> I got to ask you this. So now, now, because everything, so you went back to look at Danielle's um, uh, uh, website. It was no longer there. And so now it was like, okay, now start your own. And that took off uh, 2015, mm -hmm. correct? And so 2015, it's like, okay, now I kick off. Right. Now, share with, share with us, since you've been doing, since you've been doing this for seven years now, what has been that one um, that you have helped along the way that just it, it's you know how sometimes you just have that one that just stands out because of whatever the trial was or however the the help that was needed or how you was able to come in to give them that encouragement, that support to let them know like, yo, you, you can make it as long. You know what I'm saying? You do. What was that one and what was that like? Um, I'll say, you know, I actually can go with the, the group of ladies that I just finished with because mm. I've started, um, prison marriage boot camp. Yeah. Um, those are, they actually started as workbooks. Okay. Um, prison marriage boot camp for him and her. And I had an online course and we just finished up and there are four ladies and, um, I can tell, and I'm just really grateful to be able to be there, you know, to help them through their journey, because 
they felt alone and they're able to just come and we just talk about whatever issue they're having, um, you know, give them the steps because my course is like 16 modules and they're all biblically based. Mm. So we pray together. We um, talk about how to get through it. Also, what to expect, you know, when your loved one returns. Um, yes. These, some of these ladies are parents. So it's, it's so many facets to it that we talk about and I've been able to help on because being in, you know, dealing with the prison system and going to visit and um, I just had one of the ladies reach out to me and she was so stressed out because she hadn't heard from her loved one. And if you have someone in prison, then you know, um, a lot of times they go on lockdown. You don't know when that takes place. You don't get any type of warning, any type of call. You just don't hear from them. And you don't know how long it's going to be. So just right. like Tamika said, she was worried about you. She cried all the way home because she didn't know what happened. Those mm-hmm. are the type of issues we have to deal with. Mm. What What's going to happen? Because you go all the way to the left and, and your mind just goes and spirals right. like, is this happening? Is he okay? You know, you have people that die in prison and you know who informs them? Another incarcerated loved one, not the prison. Really? Wow. They don't immediately contact the family because sometimes they're trying to cover things up. So it's 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 a mess. Wow. I've seen a lot. Wow. My husband has witnessed a lot. I've experienced a lot with visitation. Um, and these are the things and the issues that you know, families have to go through. And a lot of times we don't hear the side of the family. We always hear about criminal justice reform, but you don't hear, you know, uh, the hardships the family faces. Wow. So, and I'm glad you mentioned that the hardship that the family faces. So I have two follow-up questions for you. So number one, how did this impact your children and what advice could you give to um, other wives who are at home with their children trying to figure out how to keep their children from being angry mm. and bitter? Good question. And one thing I would say this, you know, um, all situations are different. Right. For me, what I did was a constant, my children were young when their father was uh, incarcerated. I made the decision that I was going to share with them at their level. You know, so your your dad is locked up. He made a choice. He made a bad choice. Mm-hmm. So now he has consequences. They, or at that time, I might have said, you know, when you do bad, you get in trouble. So he's okay. in trouble. I think I started off with the word trouble. You will build up to consequences, you know. Um, just like you have rules at school to follow, we as adults, have laws, which are rules that we have to follow. Mm-hmm. And if you break them, this is what happens. So this is where he is, and this is why he is. Now, it's totally up to you when you go to school if you want to share that or not. You know, mm-hmm. just know that you may get people that don't agree with it. You may have people that pick at you. You may have, you know. So when we just talked about how they want to handle it, if they want to share it or if they didn't. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's good. We eventually got to the point where, what did he do? What happened? <laughs> All right. Well, we at that point, guess what? You ask him what happened. Ah, there it is. <laughs> so, Yo, I love it. That is crazy. Because so, you know, when we went to visit, 
yeah, we would go to visit and have our conversations and pick and choose what we tell and when we told it. Mm. Okay. So, so let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I forgot my train of thought. Just that fast. <laughs> Sorry. So, let me ask you a question now. How often do you how often do you do your boot camps? Yeah. This was my actual first year of doing my boot camp, so it will be relaunching um, next month. Yeah. Oh wow! Sweet, sweet, okay, sweet. Next, okay. So, uh, yeah. And tell uh, us more about your boot camp. In December, so. And tell us more about the boot camp. So, like, how long um, is it? it? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, the boot camp, like I said, I have the books here. It's two books, and I forgot to mention I do have prayers of a prison wife. So that was my first book that I wrote. That's oh, 30 years. Um, pray for your incarcerated loved one. But yeah. Um, it's and where can they get that? Though Amazon. Um, they also can visit my website at fortalizerprisonwives.com. Okay. Yes, the, the website. focuses um, on individual relationship with God, couple relationship with God, self-care, Role of a husband, role of a wife, communication, which makes up the book because we know that communication is everything in a relationship. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> so, and the thing about <laughs> prison marriage, if it's if, if communication is difficult or hard in, you know, a traditional marriage, then it's harder in a prison marriage. Right. You have all type of barriers in place. Yeah. So I didn't see my husband for the first two years. It might have been one one. The first three or four, actually, it was once a year. So Dang. can you unpack that for us a little Chip bit? Because I know like around the communication and communication is like the life source of any relationship, yes. especially your marriage. So there are times where, you know, when you're going through that situation, like you might be hurt. Yeah. You might be upset. You might be um, angry at your spouse because they've placed you in this situation. Um, can you just share how important, like we talk all the time about how and why communication is so important, but because you have limited communication, limited, how important it is for them to be able to treasure the time that you do all that you do have to try to communicate with one another. Yeah. Yes. It's very important. Um, phone calls, letters, I know everybody can't get to visit, but visits, everybody says it's everything to them, but it's also everything to, you know, family too. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, as far as our um, boot camp with communication. The, don't, don't give them all the good. said about having, <laughs> I'm uh-huh. not, I'm not. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> limited conversation. <laughs> No, I'm just, uh-uh, I'm not. <laughs> with the limited conversation, um, <laughs> you have to you have to learn how to have a uh, communicate through the bars, and mm. that's the whole purpose of the boot camp. So yes, you're gonna have days where you want to hang up. Matter of fact, we had days where we hung up, Whoa. you know. <laughs> and I see a lot of women talking to like. It, and I thought I was that woman at, uh, at one time, but it's like, hold up, hold up. This is not, this ain't going to work because first of all, 
I'm out here, and if you think you're gonna hang up on me, <laughs> and I'm out here, that's not true. So, right? So, that's got to be somewhere, you know. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, and it's it, it, it's really some of the things that I see. It's like, how in the world do you expect to make it if you don't know how to communicate? You have to learn how to communicate. Um, right. I don't even know. It's not really nothing else to say. Right. Wow. I have the, I can teach you how to do it. <laughs> right. 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 They need to sign up for that boot camp right there. Because <laughs> I know for the boot camp. Because yeah. I know. Because I the thing know. is, honestly, it touches on. Go ahead. Oh, no. Nah, you said it touches on what? You, yeah. You went out. Oh, yeah. I was just going to um, give you the breakdown really quick because I did tell you communication is the biggest part. But um, we talk about how to deal with hang-ups or, or, or not hang-up. We talk about forgiveness as being a part of, um, you know, communication. Because anger, yeah. oh, my goodness, you are angry yeah. at, at the choices made, you know. Um, you, a lot of times women walk around feeling guilty. What? Believe it or not, they feel guilty. Wow. Yes, you, they feel guilty if they can't come through with some of the demands. Wow! Because it becomes sometimes they can become demanding, so you have to be able to, uh, you know, tell for yourself. Like, okay, is this necessary? Mm. You know, I've seen women give their last. No, we're not doing that. That ain't. I don't go along with that. You're not gonna so give good. your last. So something's wrong if he's wanting you to give your last. That's you know, good. There are actually people in there that support the person on the outside, and somebody's expecting you to give the last. No, no. So, wow. um, that's good. You know, there's all types of situations there. Wow. And then being able to create the boundaries because sometimes, like, the I think that um, the incarceration time can change your experience and how you view life because you're you you learn things along the way, right? But it doesn't necessarily always change the personality, if mm. you will. And so, if somebody goes in toxic and they have a narcissist, um, you know, demeanor or mindset, sometimes it can be magnified when they're in prison and then when the wife is sitting at home and they're waiting and they're going through their process they're like well wait a second i don't deserve this and then they're going back and forth like okay should i wait should i not wait and it's almost like because they are incarcerated it gives them space and so they are kind of not Mm -hmm. sometimes looking forward to when they're getting out Ooh, that's that's good yes And I'm glad you said that because it's the fear of the unknown. I, I guess I didn't tell y'all my husband is home. So I kind of calculated that, but it's okay. I kind of calculated that, but it's all right. That's cool. <laughs> the 22 and a half year sentence, yes. Um, he did 14. But, Come on, look that, at Jesus. Well, you, you said... Cause you always say, "Well, I knew yeah. that he wasn't gonna do all twenty-two, so yeah. I figured, well, shoot, he home now." Hey. <laughs> so yeah, I, I just calculated, yeah, you know. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, that oh, I'm like you. Lost my train of thought. Where was I? Oh yeah, about him coming the home. Fears, oh, no. Don't be yeah. like E Rock them now. We'll I lose yeah. you. <laughs> 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 well, 
yeah, I'm I'm already there. I, t- I say prison wife brain because I forget in a heartbeat. But yeah, um, it you don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the anxiety level, especially when you get the. It's like you can't wait, you know, for the news to come and oh yeah, my loved one's coming home. And this is not, you know, just for wife, loved one. Period. Um, you don't know what to expect, but anxiety level now is high because it's like, oh God, now he has to readjust to society. Mm. And it ain't all about him readjusting. You know what I mean? Right. You have to readjust too. Yeah. And, wow. and that's one thing that I teach the ladies. It's not all about him. It's about you too. And he's coming to fit into your space. Mm. You know? So you have to deal with like, is he institutionalized? Um, a lot of times they're not rehabilitating, mm. you know? So that's the point in my course because it lays the foundation. Those triggers and boundaries to me, that yes. you mentioned, all that's in the course. So you go Love through it. with your loved one and you talk about your triggers, you talk about your boundaries, you talk about your goals. All these are laid out in this book. So, wow. um, and you do this. So, so as he's in there, he's completing it. And you're out here completing it and you talk about it when, however y'all communicate. Oh, mm, but, so they're doing it together. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love it. I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, sweet. I thought that was. Okay. Oh, that opens so up. So you have so one for him more. and one for her. Right. So, so when it. they join the boot camp, you give them two books so that they can send the other one to, to they, their spouse. Most of the time, they can't send it. They'll have to order it from Amazon and Amazon ships it. Okay. Or okay. either. Yes, the publisher can ship it. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Man. Yo, that, that is sick because why you, because we both working on it. Um, Wow. That's, damn, yeah. that's so awesome. So when they come out and they're transitioning. So how do you, just at a high level, right? How do you support your spouse? I know you said that it's not all about him because it really is about your family, getting them instituted to, like your good. space, your home, making sure that they are um, getting acclimated yeah. to really who they are, or at least mm-hmm. in that space. Because as a right. husband, you're still coming back home and you're still the head of the house. Like you're still coming back home. You're still Ooh, the father, but they've been good. gone for so long. How do you How's now support him to make him feel like he's still the head of the house and the father and the husband and... One question, part one, and then part two, because now most of the time, sometimes it's a misdemeanor, but most of the time they're felons. So when they're trying to go back out to get work and then them not being able to get the right jobs or the right stabilities and then being discriminated against because of their record, like how do you deal with those dynamics? Wow. Oh, my God. Yes, please. um, Part one. That's why I say prison marriage boot camp. (laughs) <laughs> love it. <laughs> it starts on the inside. Right. You, know, you allow him to lead from the inside. Ooh. Like, I love Come on, it. Girl. Yes. Come on now. Okay. You about to make me shout in here. <laughs> burn, 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 burn. Dang. Right. So once you learn to communicate, you're already communicating. You're communicating through the inside. So when he comes home, you know, it's not hard for you to. It's not going to be as hard for you to let him leave because you already are in tune with each other. Mm. You know, um, you, he's a part of your day every day. 
you know. I love um, it. You treat him just as if he were out here. You know, the same respect that you would give him if he was in the house is the respect you give him in there. If, I love it. You know, like I said, because we were toxic on one t- at one time. So, no, he wasn't getting the respect. We weren't respecting each other. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. once, you know, those prayers started flowing and I, I'm seeing, okay, okay, God's working, God's working. Then he leads differently, mm. you know. So um, by the time he comes home, then you allow him to lead. Now, what I will say is with the children, um, and I didn't think about this until it happened. He's never been a parent. Being a parent behind bars it's totally it's, different. It's, it's totally ah. different. Yeah. Wow, you know? I can okay. imagine. So now you you really got to come home and see, you know, because it's, it's times when he just didn't understand why my kids weren't, as, and during their teenage years, communicating with him. I said, well, guess what? They're not communicating with me. And we in the house. That's <laughs> so, mm. <laughs> teenagers, you know? Right. right. It's that phase. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's just that phase, but it's just certain things that you know. Um, when he first came home, is I don't want you to have total control over the kids. Let me do that mm-hmm. because they're not going to accept discipline from him as they would from me. So he kind of tell me because y'all. I mean, I'm when they say a man can't raise a female and vice versa i'm i just i'm that person okay (laughs) you can do so much but there are some things that a man has to teach a boy and a woman has to teach you know a young lady you're absolutely right right. and it was some things that i was you know and and so the way i ran things and the way he would run things especially with my son was different. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, um, in the beginning, I still wanted him to take that back seat because if he came too forceful, he'll push then I knew away. that would mm-hmm. Okay. Oh wow. So it was a gradual process. Oh yeah, that I can under, that I can understand just by um, you know for me dealing with um, kids in their teen years in a home that doesn't have a father. And so, cause you can't bring too much on them. And I, I understand that just from a, just from a, a, a youth standpoint, I understand that. And so that part is awesome because, cause honestly, when you, it's like, it's funny cause we deal with teenagers, they got to get to a place where they trust you. And it's like, you know, it's, and they look at us different, like, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's, that I'm telling you, that right there is monumental. That is monumental because, I mean, literally, you can, you can save a child just by them getting to that place of trusting you. Why? Because as men, sometimes we get it twisted as that as though we can't nurture, meaning showing love. That's all nurturing is. It's just showing love. Because everything, and I had the wifey had to teach me this far as with our own son. So man, that. Because that is awesome. Because you know, I re- I remember when I was young, and my brother my brother was locked up, and so we already had a routine. 
<laughs> this is gonna be the first time I done put this out there. So <laughs> we all I always had a routine. I was in middle school, you know what I'm saying? He just came home from a six year sentence. And so of course, everything has kind of changed, you know, based off of how I don't, I don't even know, because I was like a kid, so I don't even remember that part. But when he came home, I had a routine. Now you could tell it kind of hurt me because I remembered this a long time ago. But I, you know, I forgive it, I've let go. But I, I, um, so when I get up for school in the morning, I get dressed, watch a little TV while I put on my shoes and stuff of that nature, right? So, um, I guess he got home, I guess, trying to go and find him a job, whatnot. So he was up early while I'm getting ready for school. So I'm sitting on the bed, watching TV like I normally do, watching the clock. You know, you got your time when you got to start making your move towards the schoolhouse. And so he's like, uh, you need to turn TV off and, um, what do you say? You need to turn TV off and, you know, get ready for school. It's like, I'm already ready for school. You know what I mean? And so he go do something else. He come back and he, um, he says, didn't I tell you, you need to, um, <laughs> get a, uh, turn TV off. Slim, you can't believe this Bama pulls out a belt. Yo. I had a 357 outfit to get ready to let loose on him. <laughs> My mama hollering out, Eric, you know you need to get ready for school. I said, what the what? I said, Ma, you serious? So I had to let her, so when I came home from school, I had to let her know. I said, Slim, I want you to understand this. I understand you've been doing whatever you had to do. But this where I've been. And I told my mom, I said, Ma, you need to let him know. You ain't, you ain't there. I said, Slim, <laughs> I told you, I ain't always knew Jesus. This is why my mama drugged me to church. So I, I told him, I like, it, listen, it, it's a heartbeat. That's all I need. One heartbeat. Slim, I would have an older brother no more. But I, I let mom, cause she like, son, I was like, mom, understand. I go to school for a reason. <laughs> There's a reason why I go to school. But it was like, so there was no adjustment. There was no nothing. Yeah. It's like, you jump back thinking that you still still there when it's like, no, homie, you ain't you ain't there. So being, you know, I won't say I'm being patient, but I'm just saying for the sake of my mama, you know, I, I'm grateful. But it yeah. was like when I, so it's like because I live that to understand, I, man, I needed you way back in 1982. <laughs> I needed you way back in. <laughs> Because cause when you look at it, when I sit here and look at it and I listen to the testament of what your book is of what your book is doing, yeah. you're actually helping with the um is it reform? Yeah. While they're in, so when they come yeah. out, they're it's like they're just so now it's like, okay, now I get to see the moving pieces to go with the book. So mm -hmm. that that part is listen. Mm -hmm. I just know what I have survived and to hear what you're doing. Wow. Do you, man, listen for every last one of y'all that are listening. Do you know how monumental that is just to have that book for? So one, it's like, they know yeah. they can understand quicker. They can adjust quicker because now they're recognized. I mean, please let me know if, if, if I haven't went far left on this, but from hearing the testament, I'm like, dang, we needed that book. Yeah. So now I'm asking you a question. 
do you have is it i mean i know it says for prison wives but what about for the husbands that have and they wives are locked up you know, sometimes That's you know a it's good on the question. Other. Yeah, we don't think about yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, what about the brothers? Is that we need support too? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I listen. Right, right. We might have to make this a part two, but man, because this is crazy. I mean, yeah. Please tell us. Is there something for the brothers? I know it's prison wise, yeah. but is there something for the brothers? <laughs> Right, <laughs> you know I might just have to open that up for them. Yes. Right, right. Now you know you got you, know, you got to keep it separate now. You know, you right, want to, right. But right. I, wow, Danielle, do tell us how people, our audience, can learn more about you, where they can find you. If you have, I know your course is out there. If you have additional, um, I know you mentioned that we can get your book from Amazon um, and your workbook. But where else can people find you and how can we support? How can we sew into what it is you're doing? Okay, again, that's for the lives of prisonwives.com. I'm on all social media platforms, um, Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, Twitter as is for the lives of prisonwives.com. So that's where I am. Okay. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. I tell you, you're going to show up, be able to find all that in the show notes. Y'all, listen. Yes, we will she, have everything dropped down in the show notes. So. She has just literally blown my mind. I, I'm Honestly, I want, I know I better take the boot. I'm, I'm going to have to take the boot camp because y'all know how, how you know how, uh, how Tamika get every now and then. So we thank God for her grace. Yes, we thank God for temperance. <laughs> but yes, I'm, been awesome. I mean, man, those, and it's so funny because. Because we're getting ready to go into um, our prayer challenge on um, literally on the 30th after this drop. And I mean, man, just sit and think about it because, like I said, we know that we know um, we know we have three that's in our community um, that we we just believe because understand. Yeah, we may be experts, but we ain't experts in everything. You know what I'm saying? And so for them to get that, but I would like to, yeah, I'm going to have to get a copy yeah, of Yeah, I, I want to get a copy yeah. of the book. And for sure, I know uh, we want to make sure that we can sew that into um, oh, yeah. the, the women in our audience. Yeah, so we're gonna, uh, we'll be reaching back out so that we can get that uh, prayers. And uh, it was, a, what is it, 30 prayers? Thir- yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hold the book up. To, hold yeah. the book up to the camera. I wish we had yeah. one. So we're going to, boom, get this book. There it is. Look at yeah. that. Yeah. Prayers. Um, and so we want to make sure that we're able to sew that into um, the wives in the community that are currently in that situation. Because yeah. again, I never thought I would ever, ever be in that situation. And although it was a short stint, it was it was five days, but it was like the longest five days of my life. And so I can't imagine it being beyond five days. And so um, how we can support, how we can sew. And um, again, just be able to just pour into because yeah, man th- that is a phenomenal I think it's important work, work that you're doing because it's not only oh is it with the rehabilitation but it's yeah. also i think um breaking a generational cycle, cycle. yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah and, and helping people to deal with their triggers yeah. like when you think about like just what they're going through and the trauma and the yeah. different things that they're facing behind the bars and not only behind the bars but where they grew up Right. Like, and then what their spouse has dealt with. Wow. Like, right. it's, it's, 
And mm-hmm. and so you want to make sure that you stop it where it is so that it doesn't transcend yeah. down to the rest of the kids. So yeah. it doesn't filter down to your next generation through your legacy. Right. Wow. So I appreciate what you're doing. And oh, I, thank you. I so um thank you so much for joining us so, and for being with hold on. us. Before we go, yes. I just want to ask this one last question. Yes. What was the biggest thing that you and your husband did when he returned home? Ooh, that's good. Uh, the biggest thing was we took our first vacation. Um, I think that's last, yeah, almost a year ago. Um, of course, because when he got home, he's on probation, so right, <laughs> wasn't too much we could do. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So we're we're waiting to go out the country, but <laughs> uh, we went to uh, Florida for about four four days and. Just to hear him, you know, he was like walking on the beach and putting his feet in the sand. And he just like, man, the closest I got to sand was the prison in Florida, you know, and looking out the window and seeing the sand. So wow. to see him just walking in sand or literally sat on the beach all day, you know. And wow. So that was, yeah, that's the biggest thing. So just looking forward to the next one. Wow. I love that's it. That's awesome. That I love that. I, I love, love it. that. Man. So do listen. you have any last encouraging words yeah. for the wives um or the families that are in our audience on today? Um what would you leave them with um your final word your your last encouraging words for today? Um I was yeah, my my little thing is stay strong, beautiful, and unbothered, you know. Um yes, I know it gets difficult in your tough moments. Pray, find a support group, um, take care of yourself, because I didn't talk that much about that, but that's very important. Self-care, um, focus on you, set your goals, and don't let the time do you, you do the time. Come on. Ooh, love Come it. On. Love it, love that, it, love I'm it. take that quote. I'm taking it. <laughs> Love it. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> listen, we want to thank Danielle Steele Williams so much for dropping in, dropping those gems on us on, on today, and just sharing how she is making an impact in the lives and the generations and the people um, who are who have you know are married to those that are incarcerated, to who to, to the wives who are supporting their husbands yeah. while they're incarcerated, incarcerated. Um the families that are waiting. Yeah. And so we thank her so much. Thank you so much, Daniel. Thank for, you. For joining us on today. Again, yes. you can follow her. You can connect with her for the lives of prisonwives.com. Yes. All things social media, uh, YouTube, IG, Facebook, TikTok, for the lives of prison wives. Follow. And you all make sure that you go and you follow, you support, connect. you subscribe, and get those books. She's get also that book. got that uh, marriage, the prison marriage boot camp. Yeah, man. So um That's launching next mix, month. Yeah, she's got her next Jump launch coming it. next month so make sure that you go and you support her um in that space as well so it's phenomenal information if you are a, a pastor or a minister over a congregation and you're trying to figure out how you can support these families mm. you know jump into this course yeah. and see how you connect can with support the- connect with danielle still williams and see how you can support the members of your community yeah oh yeah God. All right, so we we thank awesome. you so much. It's it's been a joy. It's been a pleasure. It's been yes, an it honor. Has. Thank you so much um, for for joining us on today. Yes, thank you so much. Listen, 
You're welcome. We are grateful. We are grateful. Um, you got any, anything else? Cause that's we, it. We gonna pray out, and also um, all of those links um, and the information and the resources that uh, Daniel's gonna share with us are gonna be in the show notes. So make sure that you take a look at those show notes. Oh yeah. And we're gonna go ahead slide and to pray that website. Out. Pick up that book, yo, for real. We're gonna go ahead and pray out, and um, we're gonna have a giveaway. What we're gonna do is we'll do a giveaway too of the book. We're gonna get the book, make sure we have it in hand, and then we're gonna bless um, those um, wives that are in the community. With the book. Praise, so praise, praise the Lord. Um, those wives better be in the challenge. <laughs> Y'all better be in a so, prayer challenge. You want to get that prayer book. You mean a prayer challenge. So, God, we, <laughs> God, we thank you. We love you. We honor you. We ask the God, God that you would just continue to bless Danielle, her yes, business, Lord. her ministry, yes. what she's doing, the, you, the impact that she's making in families' lives. Yes. And God, that you would continue to breathe over her, that you would breathe over her family, yes. over her husband, oh, her children. God, that you would continue, God. Lord, to have your way in her life and their lives that you would continue God to just do a great work yes, in God. them in the name of Jesus God we thank you God for just this broadcast we thank you for those that are listening and we're asking Lord that you would just continue to have your way have in our lives way, God Lord that you would continue God to just do that work on us expose us to who we are a lot Lord show us our hearts God mm-hmm. expose our hearts God that everything that we do will line up to please you yes. that everything that we do God will line up God to honor you Lord yes. that everything that we say God our heart posture God is laid before you God to honor you in everything that we do God in Jesus name Jesus Lord we name. love you we honor you we thank you in Jesus name Jesus name amen amen amen, amen. I'm your girl Tamika I'm your boy E-Rock Nim <laughs> listen this is a marriage takeover signing out and we out Slim <laughs> Take over. We are the marriage takeover